Uh, what are you watching right now? You're watching an old man in a hat? Yes, you are. Uh, but what are you watching? I'm going to tell you in three, in two, in one, in blast off, you are watching Living on a Thin Line with a Tony Visick. This is your daily reprieve from all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla going on in the world today. I'm just, I'm arranging this so that people can see me clearly on YouTube, uh, but also without taking a single thing away from the presentation that we do on Facebook Live. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, Arizona time, which is actually Pacific time right now because we don't do daylight savings time. If you're confused, imagine living here. Um, we are your daily reprieve from all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla going on in the world. We talk about silly and serious things, and we combine the two until they make absolutely no sense whatsoever. Uh, 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 this show is brought to you on three platforms, Comedy Schools, Radio Network.com, YouTube, Comedy Schools, and Facebook Live. And on this show, this show is uh, the components. There are three components, three platforms, three components. And here's what those components are. Uh, your questions and comments here uh, on one of the aforementioned platforms where we will comment back or answer questions. Uh, sometimes uh, the audience starts talking to one another. Hey, didn't I know you in 1979? That's kind of neat. Um, we do that. We also uh, then show you some uh, some trinkets, some memorabilia, some autograph, some knickknacks, some book that we have laying around here in the home office, and then uh, try to weave a story around it. Uh, and also then we recommend uh, two artists or two pieces of music based off our deep vinyl album collection, which I got to tell you, man, we have gone through uh, and we didn't think this was going to happen uh, when this started uh, in March. Uh, we didn't think that we were going to go through uh, every piece of vinyl that we have. And we've got a lot of vinyl, uh, but we're getting there. And once we do, if we have to, if we must, ladies and gentlemen, We'll start working CDs. That's right, because we also have a CD collection that is damn near as big, if not bigger, than our album collection. Uh, my only, my only hope is that we don't finally get down to um, audio to get down to cassettes or eight tracks. <laughs> if we're doing eight tracks on this show, that means this lockdown has gone on. Lockdown's already gone on far too long. If we don't just all lockdown, lockdown. At the beginning, I mean lockdown, lockdown. I don't mean this state does this and this county does that. I mean lockdown, lockdown. We'd probably have a better handle of things right now like they do in uh, New York City. New York City has done an excellent job after being one of the first places hit so terribly hard. Uh, so many people, this disease has been horrible for people with pre-existing conditions. And I think more than half of America has what is qualified as a pre-existing condition. You know, so you could try to assign blame. I see this silliness now where they go, well, he, he died of COVID. Yeah, but he had cancer too. They don't mention that. You know, he died of COVID. He died of COVID. He had cancer, but he died of COVID. He didn't die of the cancer. So, uh, you know, you see people trying to make all sorts of weird excuses and workarounds in their head. You know, uh, it's just insane. And let's talk about the whole mask controversy for just a second. I just want to touch on this. You see a lot of people go, I can't wear a mask because it makes it difficult for me to breathe. <clears throat> well, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I find it sometimes difficult to breathe with those masks on. 
every once in a while when I'm walking through a store and I'm going down a, uh, going down an aisle by myself, I kind of uh, I got one of those uh, uh, N95, not with the breathe hole on it, just a simple N95, F N95. I'll kind of pull it forward and just take it. Listen to that. Listen to that. My wife's over there sneezing. I'm I'm you know what? I'm in a TB ward here. <laughs> I find it. It's not as easy to breathe with a mask on as it is with a mask off, but I wear the mask, okay? First off, the great thing about the mask is people can't see me mouthing, fuck you, I don't like you. What the hell, I don't belong here. Shut up. They can't see that. And that's one of the beauties of the mask. It gives us a certain amount of emotional freedom. It allows us to express ourselves, albeit quietly, Express ourselves while in public without getting in any sort of problems. You can sit there and silently curse the person in front of you. Because just as you were pulling up with your cart, they kind of wheeled around from some other place and they got right in front of you. You could do that with a mask on. Uh, Tina and Mike Lawson says, worst part about the mask is my glasses fog up. Yeah, big problem for me too. My glasses will fog up. Um, I just kind of take them off. I mean, I know it's different for some people, but for the most part, I have them off. You know, and then if I have to uh, uh, see something a little more clearly. But if I'm walking along down a grocery store aisle or something, I don't necessarily need them on. I'm uh, nearsighted, not farsighted. But they do fog up. That is an issue. They fog up less with the surgical masks than with the N95 masks. But yeah, it's an issue. But you know what? We got to deal with them. Here's the issue that we don't have to deal with that our grandparents dealt with. We don't have to be on some giant pontoon boat waiting for them to open up the door so we could jump into water way too deep with about 100 pounds of equipment on us while Germans are shooting at us on the beaches of Normandy. We don't have to deal with that. There was no one there going, yeah, you can't expect me to get on that boat. I get seasick. No, man, you got on that damn boat and you fought the Germans who are now our friends. Or you went and fought the Vietnamese who we now trade with. Start to see how this war thing works out. You know, if we could just get to the end of every war, at the beginning of every war, We'd be a little better off. You know, if during World War II, if just, you know, Roosevelt and Hitler had gotten together someplace at a Holiday Inn, you know, where a guy is in a piano bar in Holiday Inn someplace, you know, and maybe he had, a, I don't know, Harvey Wallbanger or Mai Tai or something like that, or, you know, a Tom Collins, something, and, and uh, Roosevelt, well, you, you know, you're going to lose. And Hitler went, yeah, I know, I know, because Hitler do the math. Why don't you just, you know, let's just skip the 1945 now. You won't even have to kill yourself in a bunker. We'll let you keep your mustache. Could have saved a lot of problems. <laughs> but, nope, never happens. Um, Kevin Brown asked the question. He goes, get fog x-ray made by Rain X. All right, all right, see, we're helping out here. Uh, fog is better than getting a virus. I'll deal with it. I know you will. I will. I know you guys will. I just know, um, I was mentioning, they, they, you know, wearing a mask is not ideal. It's just not ideal. Um... Let's see, bet your ass, Tony, there were privates and many other bitches uh, before hitting the beaches. Please believe me. You know what? I'm sure there were a lot of people whining and crying, okay? But they, uh, I did, you know, I'm, I'm positive of it. And I hear what you're saying. But you know what? They had to do it. They had to do it. What I'm saying is, is what we have to do right now, wearing a mask so we can still go, uh, go to Denny's, you know, and eat a Grand Slam breakfast, you know? is still not as bad as what previous generations went through. Uh, they didn't have social media complaint about it. 
<laughs> yeah, you imagine if they had Twitter then? Hey, man, just pinned down here on the beach drinking from my canteen, waiting for the Germans to stop firing. All right, Sarge just got it in the head, and I guess I'm a charge now. <laughs> Corporal Billy, <laughs> hashtag machine gun fire. Nit, nit. <laughs> I guess that didn't happen. Um, so anyway, I just want to talk about those things. I will tell you uh, one thing that uh, took place today, though, you know, and I want to share this with you, is that uh, today uh, Shirley and I had to go out. We had to go in town to get some supplies, you know, masked up and everything. Uh, and I got caught in a traffic jam. It was like a lot of traffic. Okay, first time I've been in a tra- Today was the first time I was in like a full-fledged traffic jam in ages. And inadvertently, okay, and for those of you that are from uh, Illinois, uh, that means uh, by mistake, uh, by accident, uh, I cut a guy off. I cut a guy off in traffic. And he rolled out of his window and yelled, he honked his horn real loud and went, asshole, asshole. And I rolled my window and I went, fuck you, motherfucker. You know, and then we spent the next couple aisles, like a miles, like uh, pulling up in front of each other real fast, and pulling in front of the other guy and slowing down. I did him, he did me, and risking our lives in traffic. And we were doing that, and it just felt so normal. It just felt so good. <laughs> it just, it, I go, this, this feels natural. Cursing at strangers in <laughs> with two tons of metal around me at a high velocity. I miss this. I miss it. I miss risking my life just to piss off an anonymous person, you know. But, you know, that I was in a traffic jam today and got to flip a guy off and cuss at him when he cussed at me. I think it means that good times are still ahead, ladies and gentlemen. Don't despair. It won't be long before we're out there road raging it again. All right. Uh, hey, a couple things to tell you about before we move forward. Um, first off, I'm wearing an L.A. Clippers hat. Not the first time, not the last time, but wearing it today to congratulate my, your, and if you're watching the show, they're yours too, and it feels good to say it, Los Angeles Clippers, who have secured second seed in the Western Conference Finals. The L.A. Clippers have secured second seed in the Western Conference Finals, for it looks like for all intents and purposes, they will be playing the Dallas Mavericks in the playoffs and that, uh, if you saw yesterday's game, uh, it looks good for the Clippers to run deep into playoff with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and uh, Troop. And I will tell you this. I still think that they're going to take it all this year. I think they are. I think that LeBron's injuries are going to start nagging him too much. Okay? And the Lakers are going to go uh, into the playoffs, usually about a second round, kind of uh, a little short change. Montrez Harrell will be back for the Clippers, and the Clippers will go all the way. And then I don't want to hear anything from any of you about this being the quarantine season, okay, and there should be some sort of mark next to Clippers' name for winning the NBA Finals. They will be NBA Finals winners, and we're wearing this hat to uh, commemorate them. So, uh, hey, like I said, we, um, <laughs> Tina Mike's makes me want to go out for a ride. It feels good, you know, just like drive past somebody who's going too slow and stare at them like, you know. <laughs> you could do all that. What am I doing right now? I'm getting something ready to show you. I'm going to show you something. Um, and here it is. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy in this show about whether I'm a collector of bobbleheads. I think we've, I think we've solved that. Oh, before I do that, I want to tell you, um, this Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, if you're in the greater Phoenix area, we are doing our once a month right now live in-person show 
only 40 tickets available in a 120-seat room. There will be safe social distancing. Everybody be wearing masks the entire time, except when the performers are on stage, and they'll be at least six to eight feet away from the first row. So uh, totally safe social distancing going along with the guidelines of the state of Arizona. Dr. Fauci and a whole bunch. Uh, we are doing a live in-person show at Stir Crazy Comedy Club. It's called Tony Visig and Friends. Tickets are available at stircrazycomedy.com. Uh, and there will be a social media component to it as well. You want to watch this page, my page tonight, to see how if you're out of state somewhere and can't make the show, how you will still be able to watch this live show. So this is going to be kind of a cool experiment. Okay, we've experimented before. We're, we're making some improvements to this experiment. That's science. We're doing science. To be able to do multimedia presentations, live shows on Zoom. And we're going to be doing that for you this Sunday. So watch this space, the Tony Visick personal page, for how you can, if you're out of state and you want to watch our live in-person show, you will be able to, okay? We're doing that this Sunday. Next Friday, August 14th, I will already be 65 years of age. But on that night, Kevin... 13th. On that night, the 14th, Kevin Brown is putting together a roast of me. Okay, and I don't know if you ever have seen one of our roast shows, but they are great shows because they are vile, they are vicious, they are mean, they are, uh, if you're easily triggered by words, do not watch this show. But it'll be the roast of Tony Visick where several of my supposed friends will uh, be live on Zoom uh, saying horrible things about me in a funny way. And then the great thing about the end of the show is I get to say horrible things back. So it'll be a real good time. Tickets will go on sale Saturday night for the roast of Tony Visick on Zoom. So wherever you are in the nation, you'll be able to watch people say all this horrible shit about me, and you'll be able to sit home going, you know what, that's right, I knew him when we were kids. He really is like that. He really is, a, that's, that's how he is, yeah. No, what, what that guy saying about him right now on Zoom is true. He's a jerk. So uh, uh, <laughs> we got that coming up for you. We got two great shows coming up for you. Uh, this Sunday afternoon, the, uh, uh, our regular Sunday show will actually be in the afternoon. And it'll be live, but also broadcast on Zoom. And then Friday night, the 14th, on Zoom exclusively, uh, the roast of Tony Visick. That's coming up. All right, what have I got in my hand? Here's what I got in my hand. Uh, bobblehead, right there. All right, and on the back we can see this guy was a Minnesota twin. And all we know is his name is Hunter. Okay, that's it. That's all I know about the guy's name's Hunter. But look at that. That's a high-quality bobble in that head. High-quality bobble. And uh, he's missing the bat. Okay. Like many bobbleheads that we come across, okay, there's been some sort of abuse. The bat was ripped out of his hands by some sort of bully. Some sort of bully uh, got triggered by something this guy said and ripped the uh, bat right out of his hands. And there he okay, and uh, this is a good bobblehead. Uh, all the, uh, there's not, you know, in some of these, there's like little extra stuff. Like they'll have like dirt on them somewhere or something with the beard. Uh, not a lot here. But uh, the facial features in this guy are just great. Look at that. All right. Okay, good hat. Good uh, markings on there. Uh, no uh, official major league uh, markings. Okay. Uh, but uh, Minnesota Twin Hunter, this is a bobblehead that we just recently rescued. So for those of you that are watching the show on a regular basis, you know that we have formed an organization called Bobblehead Rescue. That's right. Look, you got to have a cause in life. And our cause is rescuing bobbleheads. Somewhere between that special night at the ballpark when people were able to get the first 500 or first 1,000 got a free bobblehead, 
to a day that they're just being tossed aside, okay, can be a tough life for a bobblehead, all right? They can't speak for themselves. They got no vocal cords. They can't make a sound. All they can do is wobble, okay? And they need your help wobbling. They get tossed aside, treated like trash, like vermin, like garbage. That's where we come in. That's where you come in. That's where bobblehead rescue comes in. Who knows what would have happened if we hadn't rescued his bobblehead, okay? We oppose the abuse of bobbleheads. We oppose the trafficking of bobbleheads. Bobbleheads are trafficked every day, but it's never talked about in the news. Mainstream media, okay, the MSM, the MSNBC, the CNN, the, uh, the Fox and the Hen House Network, none of them talk about the abuse of bobbleheads. Well, we're here to tell you that we're saving them. We rescue them. We don't collect, we save, okay? And we're going to take good care of these bobbleheads. We're not going to smack the head too hard just for, hey, we're not going to do this. Hey, look at that. <laughs> we're not going to do that to our bobbleheads. We're just going to give a little gentle tap like that, okay? We're not going to toss it aside. We're not going to sit up so high on a rickety shelf that it can fall and break and go, oh, well, what the hell, just a bobblehead. I had it when I was a kid. We rescue them. We rescue them every day. And we know you want to help. You can send donations. <laughs> donations to me, Tony Visick, and care of, well, your bobblehead rescue, care of me, Tony Visick. Send any amount you want. Any amount, $5, $500,000, and I'm going to put it towards, uh, uh, I, I'll probably blow it on shit I feel like buying, but um, <laughs> I won't stop rescuing bobbleheads because some of you want to try to paint me as like some sort of a, a, a pimp, like I'm running some sort of bobblehead brothel. Oh, he's a collector. He's a collector. Uh, no, Diane Howell, I do not protest too much, Okay. Collector to me, that's like someone who's going to collect them and do what? Sell them? Traffic them? Like I'm some sort of pimp? Huh? Like I'm the huggy bear of bobbleheads? I am not. Pause for dramatic effect. We rescue them. That's our motto. No bobblehead left behind. There's no such thing as a bad bobblehead. <laughs> they should make a Tony Fisick bobblehead. Oh, wouldn't that be some... Huh? My wife just went, uh, my wife, Shirley, who just happened to be producer of this show, just said, you can. I don't know anything about that sort of thing, okay? I don't know if I want to be cloned. What happens then, audience? What happens then? So they make a bobblehead of me and then you try to stick pins in it? Well, you can't because they're made out of, uh, I don't know, what is that, ceramic? That's some sort of, I don't know, it's not, you know, you can't put a pin in it, all right? Are you going to try to like suck, like a, you bring a succubus, which sounds dirty, but it's not. By the way, it's just some sort of devil thing. That's like a lady devil. A succubus to suck my soul out of my body and stick in my bobblehead. So I'm just sitting there in someone's shelf going, Oh, let me out. I don't belong here. I don't know about making a bobblehead of me. All right, that's our bobblehead for the day. Uh, let's get to the music, okay? Uh, what have I got here for you? I want to go with this, man. Uh, one of the great artists uh, when I was a kid that everybody loved was uh, this man right here, Mr. Nat King Cole. Now, we've talked about Nat King Cole before. Uh, this is an uh, early Nat King Cole album. Uh, it's a good shot of the man at his piano. It says on the back, this is a man whose warm voice creates intimacy wherever it is heard. He sings of love for those who know how sweet 
the mood can be. He sings a song with warmth and tenderness to catch the love mood in a melody. This is Nat King Cole in a collection of favorite performances brought together in this album for the first time. Uh, what do we got on here? Uh, Dreams Can Tell a Lie, I Just Found Out About Love, Too Young to Go Steady, Forgive My Heart, Annabelle, Nothing Ever Changed My Love for You, Side 2, To the Ends of Earth, I'm Gonna Laugh, You Out of My Life, Someone to Love, Love Me, uh, though, though There Were No Tomorrow, That's All, and Never Let Me Go. And all this was arranged and conducted by Nelson Riddle, who also arranged and conducted so many of the great, uh, uh, great Frank Sinatra songs. Recorded on Capitol Records. When you, if you're ever in Hollywood, or if you're watching a movie where there's a show in Hollywood, and you see the Capitol Record building, which is a, about a 10-story high circular building. It looks weird. He goes, are those pancakes? It's supposed to uh, show records. That is the Capitol Record building where... Uh, most of the music, not, but a lot of the music that you love was recorded. Nat King Cole, Frank Sinatra, the Beatles, the Beach Boys, uh, on and on and on recorded in that building. And uh, music is like magic and personal to people when they love it. And then to think that it was, you know, a group of people sitting in a rather sterile room, you know, with a guy sitting behind glass pushing buttons uh, that made that magic, uh, it really even makes it greater. And when you're able to be near where... It took place. It's just a wonderful moment and feeling. Most people know Nat King Cole if they know him in our generation from a duet that he did with his daughter, Natalie Cole. Of uh, um, It wasn't Chances Are. It's a Johnny Mathis tune. It was, uh, what was the name of that tune? Do you remember? Something Unforgettable. Unforgettable, that's what you are. Uh, and that was uh, after he had passed on uh, she went in and they ran his masters and she sang over them with him and it's an incredibly beautiful tune but if you don't know Nat King Cole just YouTube Nat King Cole and tell me that that's not a great voice and you know what the music is probably not music that you're into now okay it may not even be popular now but when you listen to someone like Nat King Cole you know, if he was alive now he'd be recording music that is modern right now and be just as wonderful just as wonderful just as popular just as famous. So, big Nat King Cole fan. Uh, this now, the next album is just for fun. Uh, we've talked about this band before. This is Steve Miller Band's very first album. Okay? Steve Miller Band. Steve Miller Band is, in my mind's eye, someone who became more famous uh, the less talented he became. <laughs> His first two albums, this and uh, uh, Brave New World, were stunning experiments in music. Just totally different than anything made. Totally unique. You could tell that it was their voice, their ideas coming through. On this album, there is Children of the Future. Push me to it. You got the power. In my first mind, the beauty of time is that it's snowing. Psychedelic BB is what it says. Side two, baby calling me home. Step in stone. Roll with it. Junior saw it happen. Fannie Mae and Key to the Highway. So Key to the Highway, of course, being a great old blues tune that uh, Eric Clapton made famous for our generation. Uh, Fannie Mae being a song that was made popular by a lot of different uh, bands playing it. Uh, Roll With It, which Steve Winwood then redid in the 80s and had a big hit with. Steve Miller Band was one of the first bands in San Francisco to sign a recording contract with, and once again, Capitol Records. Capitol Records. Probably recorded in Studio A. 
to sign a contract with a major record label of all the bands that were bubbling up out of the San Francisco scene in the mid-60s. Um, never kind of mentioned when you talk about the glory days of San Francisco psychedelic music, then the big four always mentioned, which are Big Brother and Holding Company, uh, Quicksilver Messenger Service, uh, Jefferson Airplane and the Grateful Dead, and Country Joe and a Fish kind of gets pushed aside a little bit, and uh, Steve Miller Band is not mentioned at all. And it's because they were a little different. They, they had left the scene early, and they signed the largest recording contract, I think at the time in history, for like a quarter million bucks of anybody of the new era. Uh, and the album was a major disappointment sales-wise. It went nowhere, okay? Uh, although their version of Key to the Highway and their, and their song Children of the Future are great tunes. And if you want to hear mid-60s psychedelic pop, because this is more psychedelic pop than what the Dead or the Airplane or Quicksilver or even Big Brother did. Big Brother wasn't really psychedelic. They were just a, a blues rock band. Um... Uh, you will hear a unique sound. Now, what happened with Steve Miller was those first two albums were kind of a bust, kind of floated around. But then in the early 70s, he went total pop with songs like The Joker and Big Jet Airliner, you know, and they were simplistic and they weren't very interesting and they were huge, gigantic sellers. Let me tell you what it says on the back here. The Steve Miller Band from San Francisco with love, with freedom, with good vibrations, the Steve Miller Band, Children of the Future, Enriching the City, Gathering All the Dreams, Living Through These Times and Keeping Free into a new and unbelievable music. In the spirit infinite lying open to all, the Steve Miller Band, true, good, sensitive, useful men, born without limitations, creating worlds, body to body, soul to soul, earth to earth, Steve Miller, his band, the music, and the children of the future. It's written by some dude named Michael Ross, who um, I guess thought he was being poetic. But it does kind of capture... The, uh, we're reinventing everything that the baby boom generation entering early adulthood attempted to do. All this against the backdrop of on any day, if, uh, from the time you were 18 to your mid-20s, that you would get a letter in the mail saying greetings from your Uncle Sam and you were drafted to go fight in Vietnam. That hung over every one of their heads. And while that was kind of hanging over their heads, they still made great music. So what's the lesson there? Right now, we have the coronavirus hanging over our heads, wherever we go, whatever we do. You know, some of us being very careful. I talked to a guy the other day in Los Angeles, great guy, attorney, good guy, passionate advocate for causes, hadn't left his house since March, was freaking out on that day because he had to take his car in to be serviced. He goes, I got to have a car for emergencies. And he goes, but you know what? I could get it. I could be out and touch something and not realize it. We all have the coronavirus hanging over our heads right now. But all those young guys in the mid-60s into the early 70s had the fact that a letter could come in the mail and then you had to drop everything you were doing, right, wrong, or indifferent, whether you agree with it or don't agree with it. They had to drop everything they were doing and show up and be inducted into the military and many of them then find themselves just a couple months later going from... Their home in Iowa, their home in Omaha, their home in San Francisco, their home in St. Louis, their home in New York, and in a jungle in Vietnam, shooting at people they couldn't see, and people they couldn't see shooting back at them, and no one ever really telling them why. Yet, with all that hanging over their head, they still managed to create 
some of the greatest films and some of the greatest music and some of the greatest comedy. And I don't know if it's the greatest art. I don't know if you consider Roy Lincoln, you know. Uh, Peter Max, great. But <laughs> some of the greatest work done in the 20th century. Now, you keep that in mind as you go about your day. Even though you got things hanging over your head, you still got to create. You still got to play. You still got to contribute. Okay? And we'll get through this. And by the way, if you don't get through this, the work that you do, attempting to get through this, will be an inspiration to others. That might sound weird to say, but if you're going to come at me with some sort of cynical question, like, what if I don't make it? Remember, the positive that you do will continue on beyond you. All right, that's our show for today. We will be back tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time with our Saturday night special. All right, I want to thank everybody watching today. Hey, check out early Steve Miller Band. Put in YouTube, Steve Miller Band's first album. Check out Nat King Cole. You're going to love him. All right, and always remember, rescue a bobblehead. You've been watching Living on a Thin Line with Tony Vizek. Bye-bye.